everybody. Welcome to the show. You know where you are, the nine at nine with me, Tigo. And it's Wednesday. Hmm. And it's time for one of our VIP experts. And we're going to talk about making mental shifts, getting ready. Yeah, Michelle Pettis is here today. We got stuff to talk about. So sit right there. We'll be right back. Expert Talk is sponsored by Pod Nation TV, the podcast to broadcast network. All right, like I said, we're going to talk about mental shift because it's March. My mother used to tell me, in like a lion, out like a lamb. That's what March is all about. In Las Vegas, it's a little easier. In Chicago, you were talking about feet of snow and trying to just stay warm and maybe getting to your mailbox. Let's talk about your mental shift to get ready for spring. Michelle, are you out there? I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, yes, ma'am. I have to tell you, I never say it. I love your hair. That is just like becoming your brand. You know, I see that. And I'm like, that's Michelle. I know that's her. <laughs> well, you know what? I this, this hair is intentional. That's the word we use right now, right? It's intentional because it helps. It helps me stay focused on this journey is about all the head work that we need to do. And it helps other people as they're looking at me be focused on the fact that it's about making the mental shifts that we need to make to get the body that we love. All right, that's a segue to go into what this segment is about, making the mental shift. Now, are we talking about the mental shift at work? Are we talking about the mental shift in relationship? Are we talking about the mental shift when we get ready to go to the grocery store, when we pick up the ice cream or the bread or the vegetables or the fruit? What kind of mental shift are we talking about? Yeah, yeah, you nailed it, you nailed it, you nailed it. Yeah, we're talking about the mental shifts that we have to make to manage food in a better way. That, mm. And I say that because Teresa, you know the story, you know that I have gained and lost over 700 pounds in my lifetime. I used to be morbidly obese and a yo-yo dieter and a food addict. And the peace and the power that I gained over food came when I changed my fundamental beliefs about the purpose of food, when I made what I call the mental shift. Yeah, and they food. say, you know, change your mind, change your life. So talk to yes. me. How do you do yes. this? Because people, we had a good conversation in January. You know, mm -hmm. we talked about what people think. Then in February, you came in and checked me and took me to church about relationships and loving yourself. I, I'm in a whole nother good place right now. So now we're in March and we're going to talk about mental shift. But how? How do yeah. you change your mind yeah. Yeah. to change your life? Here. Yeah. Change your mind, change your body, change your life. That change. It, it starts here first. And I'm going to tell you a quick story. And this story, right. this story is the first story in my book. It's the introduction to my book, Leaving Larger Stories of a Food Addict. OK. Year, years ago, I grew, I grew up on a farm. I grew up in Texas in the country. And years ago, I was at on my uncle's farm and barbecue cookout. We were having watermelon. You know, black people in watermelon on the farm, of course, who knew? But we were having this watermelon. We were having this watermelon. And I said to my uncle, and my uncle was 70, around 75 at the time. I'm like, Billy, you want some of this watermelon? And my uncle said, no, I don't eat watermelon. 
Now, understand, Teresa, my uncle said, no, I don't eat watermelon. He didn't say I don't like it. He didn't say I don't want it. He said I don't eat it. Yes. And I said, and this was like 25 years ago. This was, I didn't even know that I would write a book or be telling this story today. But he said that I'm like, well, what does that mean? You, you don't want it right now. You want some later. You don't like the taste of what? And he just said, I don't eat it. I don't eat watermelon. And I kept pestering him for, for him to tell me why. Right. And he told me why. And okay. this is what we need to, we need to get our head wrapped around. He told me why. All and right. What he told me. What he told me was that when he was a kid, five, six, seven years old, he and some buddies stole a watermelon, stole a watermelon from a neighbor's yard. My grandfather, his father found out about it. Two things about my grandfather, Teresa. My grandfather was a railroad worker and my grandfather was a church trustee. Uh oh, <laughs> those are two things that a six year old that just stole a watermelon. They don't want to meet yeah. that day. You don't want to so, you know. You don't want that day. You don't want that heat. That's what that's what my grandson would say. Yes. You don't want that heat. Yeah, yeah. Well, he got it. He got it that day. So when my grandfather found out that he had stolen this watermelon, he beat my uncle within an inch of his life. Oh my goodness. And oh my goodness. so I sat like that with that story. And at the end of the story, I said to Billy, I said, Well, well, Billy. Do you do you think maybe the the lesson was supposed to be thou shalt not steal? My uncle looked at me and said, I don't eat watermelon. And that was that. And my my yeah. <laughs> I don't care what you got to say. I don't eat watermelon. That was enough for me I don't that care day. What you have to say. And so understand, Teresa, here's what here's the thing. My grandfather literally beat the taste out of his mouth. Oh he, my goodness. And so he was he was 75 years old. My grandfather had been dead for 20 years at least. And he still was not eating watermelon because his experience around that food was too painful. From, from he was 75 years old. That happened when he was five years old. He still felt that. Mm -hmm. And he couldn't eat the food because of what he felt about it. Mm -hmm. And so, and so here's what I mean about making the mental shift. He made a mental shift in an instant around watermelon because of the painful experience. Right. We can do the same thing. We can take charge of the mental shifts that we make around foods that, that create pain, pleasurable experiences for us. Because when I recall that story, I said, oh my God, if that's true, then the opposite must be true. That that's the key to cravings and yo-yo dieting. When we have a craving for something, it is because okay. now we, we don't crave the food, we crave the experience, we crave the memory, we crave the event, we, we crave what we believe that food will do for us. We crave the attachment to it. That's the thing we want. We don't want the food. We don't care about the food. We want the feeling, but we think the feeling is the food because it is so connected to it. And so my work, what I teach people how to do is I teach them to go back to that experience, go back to that memory, go back to that event, separate the food from it, and then replace it, replace it with a memory and an event and an experience that will serve them around that food so they can, they can get a body that they love. Oh, wow. That's powerful because, you know, I'm sitting here thinking about all the memories that are wrapped around food. You know, when we had family reunions, when, you know, we had, when my dad blew up the, the crock pot, not the crock, the pressure cooker, 
when I was a yeah. little kid. We had greens everywhere. Uh, <laughs> that, you know, I'm sitting here going down memory lane and thinking that how much power, you know, because the minute you pick up some greens or you you pick up a rib, you remember that that memory that was makes you feel so warm and fuzzy inside. But it's not the food that makes the memory. It's the memory and you can keep the memory, but you don't have to keep eating that kind of food. And I never got that until right now, right this second. So I just had my own mental shift. That's amazing. That's amazing because people, I mean, we just, you know, you go through holiday seasons. It's like Easter's coming up pretty soon. Some people Mm -hmm. are going to be doing hams. People got tradition, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And it really has nothing to do with the food at all. It has to do with the family. It doesn't. Right. You are amazing. So before this man cuts us off again, see, there's that one minute warning. Before he cuts us off again, will you please tell everybody, how do they find you? What services you offer? And where do they get that free chapter of your first, the first chapter of your book? Yes, yes, yes. Well, which we call the watermelon story. <laughs> Ooh, okay. uh, it's at leavinglarge.com, www.leavinglarge.com. That's my website. Uh, you can download a free chapter or you can buy the book. You can buy the book there, Leaving Large, The Stories of a Food Addict. It includes um, that story, the watermelon story, plus 22 other stories that allow that allowed me to make a shift, break the pattern in my eating so that I could it just break. It allowed the food story allowed you to break the pattern so you can start replacing it with more powerful, more important stories that serve you and get to get you to a body that you love. You're amazing. You know, I love you. You're amazing. And I literally, no kidding, just had a mental shift here. It's going to change my life. I want to thank you. If you guys are driving or you didn't get to write that website down, you know, go to TigoDirect.com. Michelle's there. Click. You'll be directly connected to her. We're going to try to get her to come back on later in the year and check on us and make sure we're on the right path. Michelle, you are the best. That's it, my friend. That was awesome. Three interviews in less 